Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hey everyone. Houston is a big city, but the local drama makes it great, and we have some spicy local HOA drama. Plus, a controversial HPD tracking system could be violating civil rights, and Governor Abbott is calling a special session, but how will it impact you? Here to break it all down is Pulitzer Prize finalist Evan Mintz. It's Friday, October 6, 2023. I'm Rahil Ramzanali, and here's what Houston's talking about. Evan, I don't know what the Minnesota fan base is thinking, but they started the We Want Houston chant, and they're playing the Astros. The Twins are playing the Astros tomorrow. And look, this is another fan base that's kind of delusional. What are they doing? New York did it last year. They got swept. Okay, Philadelphia did it. They lost the World Series. Do not mess with the Astros. What are they doing? Come on, Evan. Oh, when, when they're saying we want Houston, I can only presume they mean that they want to move to Houston. I mean, going through <laughs> those Minnesota winters, wouldn't you rather be in like nice, <laughs> balmy Houston? I would want Houston too, if that's where I lived. That's what I'm talking about. And look, it's kind of nice this weekend. So I'm excited about it. We just did our fall guide. I want to ask you, what is your fall tradition? Is there something that you have to do every October? Uh, ever since we've had kids, uh, we have two things we do. One is that we go to Dewberry Farms uh, and the kids love it. And I eat a giant turkey leg. Uh, and then we go to the Renaissance Festival, but you can only go as a family to the Renaissance Festival if there's at least one adult who really does not want to be there. Just one person who is utterly miserable. When I was growing up, it was my dad. Now it's my wife. Like that is part of the tradition. There has to be someone who just hates it. Oh, I love that. That is so funny. Everyone brings up Dewberry Farms. I brought it up. Dina brought it up. It is the place to be for fall in Houston. Oh, yeah. It's a nice drive. It's not too much. I feel like sometimes Renaissance Festival's too much. Dewberry Farms, just the right amount. It is the right amount. All right, let's get into it. What was your biggest story of the week, Evan? Well, the biggest story is that Greg Abbott has called for a special session, which will start next week on October 9th. We've known for a while that he was going to call a special session on private school vouchers. But the big news is that he has added border security or something. And I've added or something because there's this weird focus on Colony Ridge, an ex-urban development out in Liberty County, the conspiracy nuts, and now apparently the governor of Texas, believe is somehow connected to illegal immigration and drug cartels. This is basically Jade Helm 2. Something is happening out there. We don't know what it is, but we don't like it. So what is the big takeaway from this? The fact that Abbott added something to the special session agenda that isn't private school vouchers is basically an admission that he doesn't have the votes. You know, if he had uh, enough to pass these vouchers, then they would get up there, they'd write the bill, they get the votes and they get home. But they have to add something else to the mix to try to get a win. So the school vouchers has been a big thing this year for the Republicans on the state level. What exactly is it? Break it down for our listeners. 
Right. So school vouchers, and you can set it up a lot of different ways, are basically a way to get taxpayer dollars out to private entities that provide education, whether it's private schools, whether it's companies that provide services to homeschoolers or anything in that realm. But let me make one thing clear. You hear a lot of talk about school choice and Texas already has school choice. We have charters. We have competition within districts. We have competition between districts. We make it really easy to transfer. What they are proposing is basically a pipeline of cash, no strings attached, no oversight, no transparency that can go to scam schools. If you want to see what this looks like, take a look at the Art Institute of Houston, which just collapsed. It was a private school that wasted students' time and taxpayer dollars. And now they want to do all of that for K through 12. Oh, wow. I didn't know that the Art Institute was one of the flagship uh, scams. Oh, yes. Uh, We have known for a while that this Institute of Higher Education was uh, tenuously losing its accreditation. We knew that students were graduating without getting the jobs that could help pay for their debt or show that they were better off than they were before they attended. But that's what happens when you have money going out the door with no accountability. And the proposals that we've seen from the legislature for K through 12 vouchers is basically no accountability. So if this special session doesn't result in the passing of the school vouchers program, would this also signify that there are issues within the Republican Party on the state level? Well, we've known for a long time that rural Republicans don't particularly like vouchers because they undercut their local public schools. And there aren't exactly a lot of private schools out in rural areas. So they're terrified that it's going to destroy these cultural, these economic and these basically points of pride in their communities are the only schools they've got. But they're also where you've got your Friday night lights. They're also where you get your local arts. They're also one of the top employers. Uh, And these uh, representatives are going to protect their interests carefully. That's going to be something to watch out for. I will be interested to see that if this passes and you've got a bunch of homeschoolers, like what does Friday nights look like, right? Like, are we going to have just neighbors playing against each other in a touch game? (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, not too long ago, I remember Scott Braddock uh, from the Quorum Report talking about this. And he said, look at Florida, a state that has private school vouchers. All of the top sports schools are private schools. You really lose something at your public school level if you have private schools who can come out and essentially recruit students at that high school level. All right, Evan, my biggest story, Shot Spotter. Do you remember that program? Because it's now called Sound Thinking. I didn't know that they rebranded, but Shot Spotter is basically an audio system that will pick up gunshots. And there is an algorithm that determines is it a gunshot or is it something else? And then the police will be dispatched to where that shot is coming from. Well, This could be a violation of civil rights, according to officials from the Electronic Privacy Information Center, also known as EPIC. Well, they sent a letter to the Department of Justice on how they should be reviewing the gunshot detection technology and how it's impacting black and Latino neighborhoods. Now, Houston just renewed their contract with Sound Thinking, also known as Shot Spotter before. I think that's what most people know it as. And the Chronicle actually found that 80% of Sound Thinking alerts in the past three years led to dismissed or dead-end deployments. Now, Houston Police Department officials are saying that they use the system as a violence prevention tool in vulnerable communities that help officers locate gunfire. 
But now this could be a civil rights issue. Your thoughts? You know, I think that uh, lawmakers shouldn't be afraid to try new things, particularly when it comes to public safety. You know, often we're stuck in a status quo way of thinking. It's just police. What else could you do? What else is out there? But so far, every city I've seen that tries shot spotter uh, just finds that it doesn't work that well, that it isn't solving the crimes they thought it would solve. And you've got essentially police running into these situations armed and ready to go because they think a shooting has happened. And like you said, 80% of the time, there's nothing there. It's like a false alarm. And it's a bad use of resources, bad use of taxpayer dollars, and bad use of police officer time. Now, maybe the money that we're spending on these programs could be spent on something else more effective. You know, the city was willing to take a risk on us and try it out. But once you realize it doesn't work, throw it away, try something else. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you failed at something 80% of the time, you would stop, right? You would stop that program. You would stop trying it. Yet, HPD is like, let's give it one more shot. Let's come on. Let's give it one more try. Yeah. And, you know, something that kind of grinds my gears on this is that we try a lot of different programs to help promote public safety. And sometimes there are things that don't necessarily feel like cops, you know, cleaning and greening, tearing down old blighted buildings, planting trees, putting in streetlights. And all the evidence we have shows that this stuff really does work. It's hard to measure, but every time we do measure it, it we shows that it works. But when you talk about these things, people are skeptical. They roll their eyes. They think it's some... Um, I don't know, like bleeding heart liberal loosey goosey thing. But at the same time, you've got this shot spotter thing. And we've looked at the data and it's like, it doesn't really work. But because it feels a little tougher, because it involves police, I think folks are a little more reluctant to dismiss it. Maybe they should. Maybe we need to have a broader vision of what it takes to build safety. Yes, it takes cops, but it takes other things too. Perfectly said. Evan, did you see this, that the city approved an additional $48 million to fix the emergency water line breaks that have been occurring? We've had over 500 calls since June 1st. And a big reason for those calls, the drought that we just went through, the heat dome that we just experienced. And we've been talking about this on CityCast for a while, like the economic impact from our epic summer of heat. Obviously, driveways are impacted, plants, grass. We're seeing water line breaks because it's just so hot out everywhere or it was. And the city has already spent $40 million on repairs and getting out there and looking at these leaks. So an additional $48 million was approved. But this is crazy what the economic impact from the heat dome is going to be. Oh, you think that's bad? Houston is currently under a $2 billion with a B dollar consent decree with the EPA because our sewage system is constantly leaking. We have had pipe troubles. We've had water troubles for a long time. And the fact we just had to spend, you know, almost $50 million to repair our water lines, I'm not surprised. You know, people like to build new things. It's a little tougher to get that political emphasis on maintenance. You know, when you maintain something, there's no big ribbon cutting. Nobody gets their name on the side of something when you did a repair. But we need to create the political reward for politicians who do the boring work of maintaining the systems we already have. Wow. $88 million already spent on emergency waterline breaks. That is crazy. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. 
and they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, Evan, what was your most overlooked story? So my most overlooked story is the fact that James Lombardino, the losing candidate for Harris County Civil Court at Law number 1, dropped his election contest seeking a redo of the 2022 election. That makes now four election contests that have been voluntarily dropped. He lost by 29,000 votes, by the way. I don't see how he can overcome that with a recount. And I'm just glad to see that some folks are refinding their sanity in all of this. Some of the election contests were very narrow, a couple hundred votes. I can understand that. But when you're getting up into nearly 30,000 votes, buddy, face it, you lost. What is going to happen after this election season? Are we going to see more of these lawsuits or or do you think we're past this? Um, We'll have to see what happens. A lot of these lawsuits seem to be sparked by two things. One is that the county did a poor job managing the elections. No doubt about it. But they always have. You can go back to 2012 when the county, when it was run by Republicans, posted the wrong numbers or sent out the wrong ballots to the wrong people. A lot of stuff was going wrong. But also, there's this sense that there was no way Republicans could lose to Democrats and Lena Hidalgo. They were convinced that she was going down. And, you know, I think Republicans just didn't do a good enough job of reaching out across the aisle to moderate Democrats to say, hey, we know you don't like Donald Trump. We know you don't like Ted Cruz, but you should vote for us. And they never did that. In fact, Alexandra Mueller right now, who is basically at the top of the Republican ticket in 2022, is stepping up to be part of the Ted Cruz campaign rather than moderating. They're going further to the wings. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be interesting. Okay, my most overlooked story. Let's talk about pretend government, the HOA. A Tomball couple is fighting with the HOA after ACMI, the management company hired by Three Lakes East Community Association, sent them a letter to take down a flag that said, defund the HOA. It all started when the HOA kept bugging this couple about dead grass in their lawn and they just didn't fix it because, well, we were in a drought and grass was not growing. So Jennifer and Donald Sleva, well, they flew the flag. They put up the defund the HOA flag and they've previously put up Astros flags during World Series runs. So they've put flags up before And now the HOA is not letting this happen because they are fighting them. They are telling them to take down this flag. And this is crazy. And HOA stories are always fun for me because I don't like my HOA. And I think the HOA really, it is people who have a lot of time playing pretend government with no oversight sometimes. So this isn't the only one. I found out about the Memorial Springs neighborhood HOA drama. Check this out, okay? Residents are trying to overthrow the HOA leadership team, which is led by President Shannon Travis, because she is trying to get the secretary, Matt Walker, overthrown, who, by the way, is a Harris County Sheriff's detective. And they've had meetings cut short. There have been cops called out to meetings. There's been financial concerns, like bank accounts being closed, and then the treasurer is resigning a few days later. And the cherry on top for all of this drama... My friend, Wayne Leggett, who's the voice of Fury Fighting Championship, he went out to one of the meetings and cut a promo on the HOA leadership team while wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt. 
I absolutely love HOA drama, Evan. This is like a true crime show on Netflix. I don't know. I can't get enough of this. You know, I love this. I love to see people standing up against their oppressive governments, whether it's in Ukraine or your HOA. You got to stand up for your rights, you know, fly that flag. I think that we have a long history of oppressive meddling HOAs. The great thing about Houston is the no rules. You know, you've got your freedom to use your land how you want. No zoning. Put up that flag. And by the way, they're absolutely right. Don't water your lawn in the middle of a drought. Come on. That's just best practice. Oh, it is so much fun. I love it when I get a notice from my HOA because then I go around and I'm like, oh, yeah, really? Well, here's this and here's that that you're supposed to be taking care of and you're not taking care of. So I get this like power inside of me. We're like, oh, OK, you're going to mess with me. Well, how about you take care of your own house HOA before mm-hmm. you start firing off letters to me? Oh, 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 see, I'm getting upset now. Oh, yeah. No, make them play by their own rules. Evan, what was your moment of joy this week? My moment of joy is that it rained. It finally rained. I lost so many plants in my garden. I was at the West University Parks Board meeting, and we were talking about how the city had to spend extra money to replace a whole bunch of dead plants across the city. But it finally rained. We're back. My sunflowers are growing. My bushes are full and verdant. The bare patches in the lawn are filling in. There's pots of mud developing where the grass has totally died and now it's just dirt, but I don't care. I'm happy. And now I'm walking around outside looking for tadpoles, looking for frogs, looking for the things that come back to life when it's raining out there. And you know, it's great weather for ducks too. God bless them. Oh, such a good time. Finally, we got that rain. And the best part about the rain yesterday, Evan, it ended right before I needed to go play pickleball. So I still got a chance to go play pickleball. So I'm happy. You know what? I got a chance to enjoy the cooler weather. And it was a little it was a little humid out there, but it was fine. Hey, that's Houston for you. Okay, my moment of joy. I'm so excited about this because I came across a TV show in 2012 called The Day Tripper on PBS. Chet Garner, who we've had on the podcast before, does one of the best shows highlighting why Texas is one of the best states in the world. It is such a great place to be. And he goes around small town, big towns, and just showcases what makes us so great. Well, I've always kept in touch with Chet. I started tweeting him. I started Instagramming him. I was like, dude, I love your show. I just want to be your friend. And he finally invited me to be on his Houston iconic show. So I had a chance to take Chet around and show him the farmer's market on airline. We went to El Bolillo and it was so much fun just hanging out with Chet. And that episode airs Saturday on PBS. Check your local listings. And if you're listening elsewhere, you can just go to his website, which is linked in our show notes. And I finally get to show everyone the parts of Houston that I enjoy. And I got to hang out with Chet, who is one of the nicest guys in the world. Well, that sounds like a delight. I can't wait to watch. So check out PBS. It airs on Saturday. And then again, you can find it online as well. They put up all their episodes and I think you just subscribe. But I'm so happy for all of the success that the Day Tripper is finding. It's getting bigger and bigger. And again, one of the best shows out there highlighting why Texas is an incredible state. So I'm pumped to watch it. I can't wait. This is going to be a lot of fun. Evan, thank you so much. That was a lot of fun talking to you and recapping the week and enjoy this cool weather tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go run in the rain. I'll talk to you all next time. 
That was Evan Mintz. You can find all of the stories we discussed in our show notes. That will do it for this week here on CityCast Houston. Our lead producer is Dina Kespa. Our producer is Carleon Jones. Our newsletter editor is Brooke Lewis. And the host is me, Raheel Ramzanali. Our music is by the band All The Kimonos. We're off Monday, but we'll be back on Tuesday with a fresh episode to get your short week started. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new. Hey, that's human. That, sorry, let me start over.